Welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast, a podcast that gives you the edge. Each episode, we will be discussing strategies, tools, and techniques to support and empower all women. We'll break down the best ways to secure your deserved seat at leadership tables like serving on boards, being in the C-suite, or running for elective office. I'm Teresa Rand, and this is the Boss Lady Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. I'm Al Smith here with the founder, creator, and CEO, Teresa Ran. Teresa, looks good today. We're doing good today. All I, right. I feel we like are. we're on a roll here. We are really on a roll. I know. This is fun. Getting good input. I forgot to read the reviews today, so I can't quote one. But I, I know I'm getting smarter. We're getting really <laughs> <laughs> You got a lot smarter friends than I do. <laughs> I do have some smart friends. I've kind of impressed I mean, Bobby's, myself, Bobby's actually. Smart, but I mean, I you know, <laughs> didn't I'm know to, I had so I'm many smart friends. I'm used to talking sports, you know, and yeah, and uh, you know. Well, our last three guests have all been doctors. I and know. when I was working on the show notes the other day, I was like, "Oh, geez, I've had three doctors, and of course, now today we have a therapist." So I'm like, "Woo!" I just I feel I like my IQ rising with each show. <laughs> so good. Got lots of comments on Dr. Pat about the emotional intelligence. A lot of people really enjoyed that. Yeah. I've talked to Dr. Pat, and we're going to have her back around the holidays mm-hmm. to talk about using emotional intelligence with our families. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I might have a couple of questions. Yeah, so no. if you haven't listened to that one, do that. So, yeah, we're excited. We're moving right along yes we are and so let's talk about for those maybe who just joined us first time let's talk about what the show is about and what you know what your the groups that you're doing and right. intent and, and, and yeah we've and got that. um boss lady obviously is a community that um we we started as a year old just celebrate our year anniversary a couple months ago and it is a community you can join you can certainly go on teresarandconsulting.com and find out all your want to know about boss lady and how to join and i'm but pre-covid we were getting together physically in different areas and now we're doing everything virtually but i found that we're actually getting closer in our virtual meetings because you know if you go into a networking for lack of a better word uh room or or situation you tend to gravitate toward people you already know and so all of a sudden the hour's over and you haven't really met anybody new or right. you're just handing out business cards. And on our Zoom calls, we've been doing breakout sessions. We've been doing questions. We've had a lot of education. Our guest tonight ha- or today has actually been, it, it was our most attended session was when we had uh, our guest today on. So we're doing something educational, but we're really getting to know each other. And right. it, it's about embracing, empowering, and educating all women uh, we do a once-a-month conversation on race with another group uh, called Sisters Build, which a friend of mine started way before we started Boss Lady, and that's been great. That was the last episode um, where I interviewed Dr. Cameron. You can hear more about that. But, yeah, it, Boss Lady is open to anybody. So if um get to your website if mm-hmm. they want to join. Yep. 
I'm sure we can work it out if they if they're not sure they want to tip their toes in the water. Absolutely, we'll have them come on in. And Every Thursday night, our call is actually open yeah. to anyone. Yeah, so. We do a couple other things that are just for members only. So we have a Boss Lady Community Facebook page, right. and then we have a Boss Lady Member Private Facebook page. There you go. But all of those links are on TeresaRanConsulting.com. And easy with, to find. And the good thing about I would imagine with with meeting. The way you are is you don't have to be specific to the area we you live in. You don't. <laughs> and that's been fun because we're starting to grow outside of the area. Yeah. yeah which is nice. Yeah. Now, when when COVID is over, uh, <laughs> if COVID is ever over, but you when gotta, COVID is you, over. You got a date you can you know, share. <laughs> I know. I don't have a date. Jeez, I wish. Um, then, you know, I do want to start doing some physical meetings. But my hope is that whoever's part of Boss Lady, wherever they live, I can kind of coach them through starting their own groups that meet face to face, and then we'll—I think we'll forever continue the virtual piece yeah. for a while. So, fun stuff. That's very cool, and it's a lot more. It's a—it's more convenient, right? Yeah, it is way you more convenient. You don't have to put your pants on. That was actually the headline in my newsletter this week: "Was don't you don't have to put your pants yeah. on to show up for the call?" Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. There's that. And some of us may have a glass of wine while we're there, and then we don't have to drive either. So. But, but, well, there you go. You can have two. <laughs> so there's the that. Really, there's, there's that. No, I think it's great. I encourage everybody to uh, to give it a try. Yeah. If, if you're listening for the first time. And I know we always like to, to focus on, uh, you know, we always talk about history, but yeah. maybe today we'll talk about some herstory. Herstory, I know. That was one of the names I thought would be cool for my group, but it's already taken. So oh. so somebody sent me this. Actually, one of the Boss Lady members sent me this this week on um, things that women invented. And there's a lot of these I didn't know. The car heater was invented by a woman, Margaret Wilcox. You knew that? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh. And then Monopoly was interviewed, started, but this has a great story. It was originally called the Landlord's Game. The purpose of the game was to expose the injustices of, injustices of unchecked capitalism. The game was ripped off by Charles Darrow, who most people think started right. it, who sold it to Parker Brothers 30 years later. And then Parker Brothers later paid Elizabeth $500 for her game. Wow. In real money, I hope. Now, here's the deal. <laughs> if anybody knows that that history is wrong, this is straight from the internet. So yeah. I'm just going to yeah. preface it, it by was, saying it was on the Google Wikipedia the- says this yeah. is true. So just going to cover myself <laughs> there. And then the home heater it was women are always cold, I yeah, guess. So it's been the car heater, the home heater. But this is the favorite one, Al, because um, made me obviously think of you, the godmother of rock and roll. Yes. And there is a YouTube of this lady that you have to listen to. So I've got you think about rock and roll, Elvis Presley, Chuck Berry, so on and so on. Uh, but this lady, Sister Rosetta Tharp. In the 30s and 40s, was one of the first people to combine gospel music with urban blues, traditional folk, folk, and a unique pulsating swing style. She's one of the first definite precursors of rock and roll. Many music legends, le- le- legends including Elvis Presley, Little Richard, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash wasn't rock and roll, but anyway, and Chuck Berry were influenced by Tharp's unique musical style. And I think if you watch that video, you, you'll. You'll definitely uh, see where Chuck Berry might have Absolutely. taken a couple ideas from uh, 
I would just or, yeah. love to know what the church thought of Sister Rosetta well, Tharp in the not 30s much. and 40s. Yeah, was, <laughs> Cause she was shaking. But, it was cool. Was, yeah, a black woman in the 30s doing, yeah. uh, you know, what later became known rock and roll. Yeah. Was, um, but she did with a dress on. I mean, dress the whole, on, like, yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. She yeah. Was, I've seen several on documentaries that always, well, they're sure to to mention her. So yeah. She's gotten so a lot I'm of She's probably didn't get any money out of any of it. But yeah, she probably got a lot not. Of she probably didn't even get the $500 that yeah, poor less than that. Monopoly lady Elizabeth Maggie got. But that's a conversation. But yeah, if you see the way you Chuck Berry does started. His, yeah. his, uh, his whole thing where he gets down on the yeah. couch, she started yeah. all that. All right, so I'm going to look up more of Miss Tharp because that was pretty cool. All right, so are we going to do a quote today? We, we are. Okay. Our quote today, uh, and again. And before you do that, let's talk yeah. about how, if somebody has one, and we oh, get a whole, good. like. I always forget right. that. So you can do two things. You can go on Facebook, the Boss Lady community, and throw your random thought out there, because I do a random thought every day, and I always ask people that read it to give me theirs. Or you can call one eight three three T B L rand R-A-N-D, the Boss Lady Rand, which is one eight three three eight two five seven two six three, and leave your random thought. You don't have to talk to anybody. You just leave. You it. just leave a thought. Nobody answers. <laughs> That's what we all to. want. These nobody. We nobody really don't ever answers. want anybody answering our call. That's, so That's true. why texts are great, right? And I'm to waiting to get some on the phone right now. All of them are coming through Facebook because I want to be able to play it, you know, and your voice. But anyway, then I send you a really cool gift. So, uh, but the one today came from Edith. And I realized a couple of sessions ago I was giving out first and last names, and I decided I probably shouldn't do that. So I'll let oh. Edith know who she is. Um, but Edith is a Boss Lady member, and actually she's the only Edith in our Boss Lady community. Well, yeah, so, so. Uh, uh, But I always let them know. And I always try to pick out one that matches somewhat what we're talking about today. So this one is, are you doing something today that will make your life easier tomorrow yeah you want to answer well i don't know <laughs> i think i don't he's looking like uh, don't know. No? no you know what it made me think of which was my my favorite thing these days tony robbins oh yeah progress okay. is equals happiness yeah. and i think it, and especially for me being kind of uh, stuck in terms of what i do for a living right. because of covid right you know finding Finding progress, I definitely oh, relate good. to that. I used yeah. to have so much, pro you know, I didn't really even think about it. Yeah. And so that's really sunk into me, yeah. the whole, find yourself moving forward and doing something. So that sort yeah. of relates to Yeah, absolutely. That. Are you doing something today that will make your life easier tomorrow? What about you, Bobby? What are you doing today that makes your life easier tomorrow? I'm taking a shower. Oh, that's good. That, we all are thankful yes. for that. Yes. If you couldn't hear Bobby, he said he's taking a shower. And if you're a new listener, Bobby is our producer. And we're in a pretty small room, so we yeah. are very thankful yeah. for that, Bobby. Okay. I'm sitting next And we digress. Time. So here we go. That's why, that's, that's why yeah, he's the producer and he is behind the microphone. That's why he has no microphone. I mean, he has no microphone. It's, yeah, exactly. Okay. All so, right. Well, not fun. Let's uh, take yeah. a quick break. Come back. And we'll Perfect. With your guests. Be tremendous. Whether you are an entrepreneur, climbing the corporate ladder, or a stay-at-home mom, you are a boss lady. Check out TeresaRanConsulting.com and find out how you can join our unique group of women. Together, we are cultivating growth by embracing, empowering, and educating each other. Check us out today. 
So today we have um, a therapist with us. So I'm going to read her bio, and then we're going to jump into a lot of questions. So Dawn Parr Chappelle. Chapel. Chapel. Jeez. We've okay. been friends for how long? I know. Anyway, but I always <laughs> just call you Dawn. All right. Dawn is a licensed <laughs> marriage and family therapist who has been in private practice for over 15 years, specializing in trauma recovery. She works with couples, families, and individuals who often do not realize that current issues can stem from past trauma. Dawn has a bachelor's degree in psychology from Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia, where she learned to love grits and cornbread. (laughs) That's why we're friends. (laughs) After moving to Florida and spending many years at home with her two daughters, she went back to school and got her master's degree in marriage and family therapy from Stetson University. Throughout her life, Dawn has volunteered with a variety of organizations, teaching literacy skills to adults, helping mothers overcome addiction, mentoring students and healing victims of child abuse. Locally, she has served on the boards of the Children's Advocacy Center, the Ormond Memorial Art Museum, Volusia County Medical Society, and the Rotary Club of Daytona, where she served as president and was instrumental in making this club the first Rotary Peace Builder Club in the state of Florida. The Rotary Club of Daytona Beach West, for you (laughs) listeners that are local, there are two Daytonas, so I just got the look from (laughs) uh, Dawn, so I wanted to correct myself. Yeah, so great job. And did that say, yeah, you were the president, so good job. When not at work, Dawn spends time driving her family and friends crazy, (laughs) this I can attest to, by analyzing their every move. She also does as much yoga as possible to avoid becoming the tin man, and to maintain some semblance of inner peace. That I can also <laughs> attest to, because we're side-by-side side many times in yoga and workshops and different classes. So, welcome. Glad Thank you. you here. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. This is awesome. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Me too. Yeah. I've known Dawn, I don't know, five or six years now, and um, first met her through a friend. And she did therapy with some of my family, and then I went to her, and every now and then I'd call her and say, I, I just got to have an hour <laughs> to have a session. I just need to get it out, and then I'm fine. And she does something called EMDR, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, I, I say it now because I don't want to forget. But let's talk about how has your business changed since covid Actually, this is going to be a shocking answer, but it hasn't changed at all. Interesting. Yes. The first day of, I I say it's the first day, I don't even remember when it was, I had a half day where everybody canceled. And from then on, I've been in the office every day, just like I usually would be. Seeing more people telehealth, I've never done that before, so it took me a while to get used to that. But really, if anything, I'm probably... Uh, busier than I was yeah before so are any of your clients newer clients you've had for a long time experiencing more anxiety than normal because I hear that a lot I actually said that to you not too long Mm -hmm. ago what I notice I think that everybody just baseline everybody experiences some anxiety and or depression right but a lot of people have really good coping skills oh, to yeah. deal with that. So if you think about what you are going through on a day-to-day basis, you might have enough skills to handle that. 
But when we add COVID and we add kind of the environment of what right. we are going through right now, that has put some people a little over the edge. Yeah. Well, I've always, and please don't analyze me on the air, okay? So <laughs> I've always prided myself on not having anxiety and not having stress. I know she's, she's totally <laughs> biting her tongue right now. But since COVID, I've realized that I probably did. I just had different ways, like you just said, of coping. And now all of a sudden, I don't have all those ways anymore. Um, and it's it's just a different like lack of focus, lack of motivation. It's just weird. I think what I have noticed with people is that there is a sense of powerlessness. Yeah. And often people with anxiety in the past, that's not exactly how it felt. So I think adding that and then trying to figure out ways to deal with the fact that this is ongoing. We don't know when it's going to end. And none of us likes mm. the unknown. So Good coming up with ways, in my opinion, to stay in the present time, mindfulness techniques, anything yeah. that brings us back to today and where we are today. Because this will end. We yeah. know it will end, right. and we don't know when it will end. So it's kind of tricky. And it also, to me, with my clients, has depended on if you already are very in touch with your emotions, which your guest right. this past time talked about, it's a little bit easier. But when you are not in touch with your emotions, you don't realize that you have some of these under right. here, under the surface, when they are flaring up, you don't know what to do with them. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So I've always been a person that could just keep myself really busy and I didn't have to deal with all that stuff. <laughs> Distraction yeah. is a <clears throat> very powerful, yeah. in my opinion, negative coping oh, skill. Geez. <laughs> thought I was going to be powerful. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the one thing, I mean, we're hearing a lot, like the divorce rates, Sky, right? I've heard like up 30% or something since COVID. Is that is that accurate? I mean, I mean sometimes you hear things may or may not be true. I think in my practice, I haven't noticed a big difference. But what I do think is happening is people are coming in. It's almost in waves where people will come in. And in the beginning, it was my partner's driving me crazy because we're spending so much oh, time yeah. together. Yes. And then the rules have to shift and all of that. And then the kids started staying home. And when the kids started staying home, it was almost like the way that I experienced it was somebody who had a new baby and all of a sudden it was this person isn't doing this and mm -hmm. this person isn't doing this. So there's a lot of conflict around responsibilities. And expectations. And expectations. Yeah. Roles. Yes. And then I think people gradually kind of work that out and kind of calm down if they had a stable relationship in the first place. But I think people were are, who were already on the edge kind of went off the ledge. Right. Yeah. So speaking of families and kids being home and, um, you know, what are your thoughts or tips or however you want to ask it about, you know, you've got, and, and I'm going to be specific to women for this, but, can relate to everybody but we've talked several times on the show that this has disproportionately affected women because they're the ones that primarily take the most responsibility for child care and now if i'm trying to work from home and i've got two kids that are doing homeschool which many of our boss lady members are in that position that's got to be stressful one of the things i'm thankful for and there's not many things i'm thankful for that i'm 
related to my age. You're right. Yes. <laughs> but one of them is that right now my children are grown because mm-hmm. I honestly don't know what I would do. And, you know, I have women in Boss Lady that have sent their kids back to school and they're stressed about that. And then there's others that are working from home and homeschooling. I mean, what do you tell people? Well, we talk a lot about that in therapy. And what I try to help these women with is there is no one right answer. Mm-hmm. So that. when if you chose to take to send your children back to school and you change your mind, you bring them home. And a lot of people I know have chosen to have their children stay at home and just see if it's going to be safe for those yeah. that are going to school. So it's it's that same thing of just knowing wherever you can feel like you have some control in the future, where you have some choices, to kind of focus on those choices. Yeah. And children are very resilient. So what I've also noticed is in the beginning, uh, parents were very concerned about children yeah. staying home. But what happened with these children is they just kind of got used to it. Yeah, They started doing their own thing more than they would have if they were used to being entertained yeah. outside all the time yeah. or out of the house. Right. Meaning. Yeah. So I think recognizing that we put a lot of stress on ourselves as mothers mm-hmm. to do everything perfectly. Yeah. And our children don't really need perfect. Yeah. There's actually a term in psychology. It's called being the good enough mm, parent. Yeah. That if you're the good enough parent, your children are going to be fine. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> well, no, I think that, like, right, yes, right? You hear that, Bobby? You're yeah. good enough parent. <laughs> <laughs> well, quantity versus, like, you always hear, well, you know, I'm a quality parent. When quantity is really what kids want, they don't want you to be perfect, that the fly in and fly yeah. out and be, you know, Absolutely. quality. They want, they want your attention as much as they, you know. Yeah. Well, they want you too much. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it's really interesting. I was reading a parenting book and by this expert, and she was saying the one thing that she always hears from children, almost no matter what age they are, is if I could tell your parent one thing, what would it be? And almost all of them say, could you please ask them to stop talking so much? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like, and so she advice, advice. Yes. In her book, it's when you tell children something, it's six words or less. You don't need to explain why it's a brilliant idea for them uh, to do this or why if it, it's not a brilliant idea because they've zoned out. I thought that was men. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to even say anything no. about the comparison yeah. between men and children. So. Yeah. Well, you can. There you go. We take there you go. Six words or less. That's interesting. Yes. Go take your bath. Not, yeah. You know you're really dirty and oh, if you yeah. go to bed and that. Yeah. That's really good. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's actually good. great advice. Yeah. And it really probably would good. work with my husband. Yes. Well, I'm not going to comment on that. Yes. I started a statement with him yesterday about... Yeah, we don't I, need all that. Just what is you I thought I had forgotten to do something. And I said... So I started the conversation. I said, you know, I got to thinking that I'm a reasonably responsible person. <laughs> and that's how I started the story. And he said... What did what? I not do? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was dead serious. Yeah. I busted out laughing. I said, no, no, no. This isn't about you. <laughs> I once. thought yeah. I forgot to do something. Yeah. But the moral of the story is I didn't. I found it. I'd already done it. So anyway, awesome. <laughs> six words or less. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> Baba like that. Make for a happy home life. <laughs> yes, Just exactly. So. <laughs> Jeez. So what about... Um, 
have you had clients or, or people you see? Because I know, I, I would assume when you're a therapist, you get a lot of people ask you a lot of questions. I know in the yoga studio, I see that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're always very gracious. But so many people that have been forced to stay at home. <clears throat> and earlier, we were ta- Al and I were talking about my mom, who, you know, it's been detrimental because she is an extrovert, and it's hard for her to stay at home. So for people that are now being forced to do their job from home, mm-hmm. what, what advice do you have for those people that, that they don't like that? Well, that's really interesting because that's the other thing I noticed that I kind of forgot about in the beginning of COVID is that my introverts would come in and say, I love this. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. This is awesome. I don't have to make excuses for not going out and doing things. And my extroverts were climbing up the walls. Um, Zoom, Zoom or whatever, whatever you use. I, my daughter, I know is getting together now at least once every other week with her college friends yeah. from all across the country. They do paint parties. They play these, not video games, but they play like trivia games. Right. So I don't understand any of that. <laughs> but for anyone who's an extrovert, the internet is amazing. Yeah. Thank what we can do with that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then just having people that like to be outside of the house, going right. to the beach, going somewhere in nature, where when you, when you walk to the beach or when you go to the beach or you go to you know a bike ride or whatever... Right. In the woods, nothing has changed. Yeah. Like, it all kind of feels like it's still okay. Still normal, yeah. So that has really helped a lot of people. That's great, because I I walked on the beach with a friend this morning, and there's just, it's always peaceful to walk on the beach to me, or to be in the mountains. We went camping a few weeks ago, but I hadn't thought about it in that way, because the beach still looks the same. The mountains still look the same. Exactly. And you just feel like, Okay, the world is actually okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great point. You walk on the beach? I know absolutely. you walk a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is far from the yeah. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Yeah. So how how did you determine family therapy, family okay. and marriage therapy? And I know you do a lot of addiction work um, as well. But how how did that all happen? So when I was a little girl, I always this sounds kind of corny, but I always knew when I grew up, I wanted to help people. I wanted to to do something where I was going to help people and I knew nothing about therapy. So of course I chose what most children choose. I was going to be a doctor. I was going to say a nurse, a doctor, a teacher. Yeah. All the way up to when I went to Emory, I was pre-med. Yeah. But I never could do the side of blood. Oh, well that. So in, (laughs) which was a real big issue. Yeah. So when I was a senior in high school, I was in anatomy class and we were watching a film and it was an open heart surgery. And I literally went up to the teacher. I didn't, I'd never fainted before. And I said, I think I'm getting sick. I need to go see the nurse. I'm all of a sudden I broke out in a cold sweat right. and I was feeling like I was going to pass out. And he just started cracking up. He was like, this is about the movie. I'm like, oh, I was really oh, trying wow. hard to focus on, I can do this. And then when I went to college, we had to watch a movie on having babies, and it was the real thing. And I was the only one out of the hundred people in the auditorium that was still sitting there with her head between her knees. So (laughs) that cracks me up. Yeah, so I gave up on that. And so then I really had to decide what I was going to do. And I took a psychology class at some point in this journey, and I loved it. So that's what sent me on in that direction. Um, Family therapy. When I was in graduate school, I actually signed up to be a mental health counselor. Mm. And my, one of my first classes was family systems. 
and it made so much sense. It's more about often what happens to you as you're growing up kind of has an influence positively yeah. and negatively on who you become. And so that just clicked with me. Uh, so yeah. that first day I changed to family therapy. And then I could relate to a lot of the issues yeah. that they were talking about. Yeah. So so speaking of family therapy, um, this is probably a good point to talk about EMDR. And I call it EMDR because I can never yeah. remember what it stands right. for. And most people don't. Um, and I've experienced it with you. So why don't you tell our listeners what that is? And then okay. I, I can talk about I'm going to give my very non-professional version of what mm-hmm. EMDR is. So it stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. So basically, that's why we call it EMDR. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but basically, um, when they started it, you actually had a client follow your finger as you moved it back and forth. So that's where the eye movement came uh, from. Okay. But they just discovered, we don't do it that way anymore. Well, some people might. I right. use, there are different ways of doing it, but I use it a touch, right? a way to do it through touch. But you're basically stimulating one side of your brain and the other side of your brain. And but it's we, not you touching. No, no. Okay, well, yeah. people do do it that way. Okay, but they yours actually is tap. Those little balls. But I do. I do. I call them pulsers. Yeah. I don't know what they're really called. But they're just heavy metal balls. Yes, that, that vibrate. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. move. Yeah, yeah, they just vibrate, and it sends a current up to your brain. And I, I love watching. I've probably done this with you know 100, 200 people, but I love watching what happens. Because every, I've had people come in and say, you know, I don't really believe in this. I said, well, it's not a religion. It's actually scientific, and you don't have to believe in it. It's right. just going to work. So that's okay. Close your eyes, and let's go. Yeah. So everyone is always fascinating by what, fascinated by what happens. But uh, the way it works is you start with a disturbing image. It can be a memory from the past, something you're going through today. We attach a negative belief about it. A negative belief would be something about yourself, like I'm not lovable or um, I'm in danger, I'm not in control. With COVID a lot, it's I'm not in control, I'm powerless. Right. We attach those two together. You close your eyes and you just let thoughts and feelings come into your brain. I tell people in the beginning, you're the director. Once EMDR starts, you're the audience member. You just watch the movie that your brain um, provides for you. And no matter what happens, it's very healing. Yeah, definitely. So everybody does it very differently. Some people have logical thought the entire time. Some people sob the entire time. Some people just get very, very relaxed. Like they'll tell me, I felt like I just had a massage. Right. But whatever it is, we score it. And from like a disturbance level, it always goes down. Yeah. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. I've done it, I think, twice maybe with you. I know at least twice, maybe three times. And my experience both times is that I needed to take the rest of the day off of work. Yes. For- and speaking of the beach, I mean, literally, I had to just chill for, mm-hmm. for several hours afterwards. Because for me, I, I think I started with a memory of 10 or 12 when my biological dad was supposed to do something and he didn't do it. And, you know, the memory you attach to that is he didn't love me, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um the memories that came up, and not just about my dad, but things, some things that I forgot about, but they were so vivid and so real and so impactful. And then to unpack those memories 
as what you always call my little Teresa mind. Right. Because even as an adult, you remembered those things as you remembered them as a child. Right. And then we were talking with uh, a guest uh, last week, I think, about um, negative self-talk. So when you believe at the age of 10 or 11 that you're unloved by somebody. Exactly. You continue to tell yourself that when you're 30. Right. And even if if you don't tell yourself that, you feel it. Yeah. And sometimes people don't even know they feel that until they do EMDR or they do trauma work, other types of trauma work. Um, I think what's interesting about that is that the way that you did it, Mm -hmm. you actually went through all your memories, which meant that your brain wanted you to see all that. Right. Because you're probably, like you said, a good distractor. Yeah. So you could distract yourself from all that. There are people that remember vividly everything from their childhood. Those people don't need to do that in EMDR. That's already there. They just need like the logical thought to come in and do whatever it's going to do. So that's why it's different for everybody. But I think a lot of people don't realize that or they just don't think about it because they're not psychology nerds and don't go into all this. But memories that you store, let's say you're six when something happens, when until you look at it as an adult and you process it, it is still in your brain as a six-year-old. Right. So sometimes when you talk about something that happened when you're young, you will realize, wait, that doesn't sound right. Like you'll realize it's a six-year-old perception right. as opposed to an adult that would have looked at that right. situation yeah. at that time. I just know once each time I did it, it's almost like, okay, that happened. And now it has no more impact on my life. Even if it was something that I remembered during EMDR, but I didn't really remember before EMDR, it was like, oh, wow, that explains a lot. But then it's like it's gone. I'm good. It, I can think about it now. may still be painful, but right. it doesn't control. It doesn't mean anything about me anymore. Yes. Because the, the scale that we use, the 0 to 10, 10 is how disturbing is it. 0 is not at all, which is right. what we'd like you to get to. But it doesn't mean you took something negative and made it a positive. Right. You neutralized it. Yeah. So when you look at it, you look at it as if it was a movie, mm-hmm. as opposed to you being able to take yourself back to right. that moment and experience it again like you yeah. experienced it when you were traumatized by right. it they used emdr a lot with the pulse shooting oh, wow. so when local yeah. things that are disasters like that happen they try to bring in emdr therapist immediately because the sooner the better the sooner so, you can heal yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely it makes sense yeah so there's a whole sense. network of people that do that work which is fascinating so one of the things that i asked you actually i think it was sunday in yoga we were talking, and um, I had mentioned Dr. Baxter, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, mentioned a movie called Inside Out, and it's an animated Pixar movie, which I had never heard of, but she talked about, I don't know if you remember, she talked about it on our show, and said, if you want to know about emotions, um, <clears throat> watch the animated movie Inside Out, and Dr. Baxter is a specialist in emotional intelligence, so Last week, when my husband had Al and two or three other guys over to watch a football game, I went in the bedroom and got out my trusty iPad, and I watched the movie. I was amazed at, first of all, that it was a children's movie, which you immediately said it's best for kids because it teaches them that their emotions are okay to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's. The, I guess my question in that is it went through, there were five emotions it went through, sad, anger, 
disgust, fear. fear. And I think the other one's envy or jealousy. Jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote them down. But anyway, so I encourage everybody to watch it. It's a great movie. And um, because it's, it's good for adults, too. Yes, I have. I don't. I I let the, somebody use the movie, so I don't have it anymore. Forgot who it was, but I do have the books. They have a little book, and each of them is oh. one of the feelings. So I have the little box set in the waiting room for adults to look at. But I think that what was really important, and what we try to teach children now, they actually do try to teach this in elementary school, is that all of your feelings, negative or positive, there's a purpose to them. Mm. So. The first thing we do when we are born is what? What's the first emotion that we show? Is is it fear? Because we start screaming. Yeah, fear, <laughs> anger. It's you are not happy. <clears throat> yeah, in that I situation. Was in a good, warm, comfortable place. Right. <laughs> right. Before but, you mess with me. Exactly. But there's nobody that says, "Don't do that." Yeah. Be happy. You're here. You're alive. Be happy. No one does that. But shortly after that, we start that. Oh yeah. Joy is the other one, which is. Joy. She ran the show. So, right. Yeah. Forgot about forgot her. That one. The yeah. positive joy. The positive <laughs> one. Joy. Joy, anger, disgust. Not see yeah. much of that lately, but. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. good. <laughs> well, we have a therapist in the yeah, house, Al. So, well, yeah. Got a couch. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you watch that movie, you realize, and I think Joy did too, because Joy couldn't experience any negative feelings, yeah. which is kind of a really good part of that movie of why that's not always a positive thing. For children or adults. So when you see people that continually try to portray that, to me, it's kind of like, oh, there's a lot going on down below that eats at you. So, So the one thing I wanted to say about that was what's really interesting is that there are two different things. And this is the thing about anger that people ought to understand is there is anger as a feeling, which really is meant to tell you when someone's crossing your boundaries or when you've crossed a limit that you didn't want to cross. So there's the feeling of anger, which is very healthy. And then there's the reaction Mm. of anger. So what we really don't like is some people's reaction of anger. So you can be angry and say to somebody, I'm really angry. This isn't okay with me. We need to do it differently. That's fine. There are other people who are going to put their fist through the wall. That's not okay. Uh But that's not the feeling of anger. That's a reaction of anger. Uh And often... What we teach in anger management is when you do something like put your fist through the wall, it's sometimes not in anger. It's in hurt. Mm. It's in embarrassment. It's in fear. So the feelings aren't anger. Right. The reaction is anger. So that's why anger gets such a bad rap. Yeah. Well, it's a great animated movie that I plan to watch again. It's really, it just made me think that, and, and you know, we've had this conversation you know, sometimes it's okay not to think everything's okay. Exactly. To take time to feel sadness or grief or whatever you feel and not just pick yourself up by the bootstraps and keep right. going. You right. Know, it's okay. I mean, it's not okay to fall into depression. You need help. All of those things. But to take time to understand the emotion and sit with it. To process it. <clears throat> you know, when we talk about that in yoga, just sit with your discomfort. Because mm-hmm. uh, it has it has a lesson yeah. for you if you will listen to it. And yeah. then, yes, and then pick yourself up. Yeah. But give yourself a chance to experience it and learn from it. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you. So welcome. Lots of good conversation that we could talk about. And um, 
I think the best thing is that you said that we know COVID will have an end. We don't know when that is, but we just take a day at a time and stay present. Right. Yeah. Right. And I know you're you're a fan of meditation and, and meditation working mm-hmm. out and mindfulness. Yeah. All that all good stuff. That stuff really, really will help us all get through this time. Yes. And like you said, whatever we're feeling is what we're feeling. Right. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So good stuff. So as always, we're going to end with um, a couple of rapid fire questions. We get to ask the therapist the questions. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) What one piece of advice would you give your younger self? I think what I would tell my younger self is that it would be prudent to give as much attention to my dreams Mm. as I would to all those that I love. Mm. Yeah. Not more attention, not less attention, but equal attention. Yeah. And that is something we hear about with women all the time. We have a tendency to take care of everybody else first. Right. And then become resentful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we didn't do what we... <clears throat> or become unhealthy even. Yes. Because we're not speaking our mm-hmm. truth. We're not being yeah. our own advocate. Yeah. So great advice. What book are you reading right now? I'm reading two books. <laughs> Only two? <laughs> this has become a running joke between... I haven't had a single... I love to read, as you well know. I haven't had a single guest on that's not reading, like, multiple books. Right. I was like, jeez. I just put three in my briefcase. So <laughs> I could see somebody ask me. Oh, my God, I love that's it. Right. Get up, pull out the title. <laughs> um, I'm reading The Book of Longings. That's a fiction book. Ah. It's by Sue Monk Kid. Oh, I love her. She wrote The Secret Life of Bees. Yes, yes. It's, it's historical fiction. Okay. Very much fiction. It's about um, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus's. Is that how you say that? Jesus's. Jesus's. Yes. <laughs> Jesus's wife, which, of course, he didn't have a wife. Oh, wow. Yes. It's fascinating. I, I got to. So it's historical in that all the events yeah. around it. Are real, but obviously it's yeah very fiction because oh. Anna is not really a part yeah. of yeah. So it's not it's not from a religious perspective; it's from a historical yeah. perspective. Oh, I can't. It's really wait. good. I really like I can't it. Wait. That's for book club. I'm in uh, just for right. fun. And then the other one. Are you ready? It's a long title: Factfulness: Ten Reasons We're Wrong About the World and Why Things Are Better Than You Think. Oh wow, that sounds like another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's um, in Rotary, when because we're doing the Peace Builder, yeah. one of the things we decided to do was start a book club. And so that is the book we're reading for that. Great. It's a really good book, too. Good. But Always nonfiction. <laughs> never forget. I'll never get through all these books everybody keeps reading. Yeah. So I know you eat healthy, but sweet or salty? Oh, I'm a chocoholic. Yeah. So there is no question. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think you do soft drinks at all, do you? Not anymore. Yeah. I had a Diet Coke addiction. But. Okay. Coke or Pepsi. What are yeah. you, Al? Coke or Pepsi? Yeah, water. Water. Yeah. I, don't drink, yeah. I don't drink soda. I drink one Diet Pepsi a day. Well, I love Diet Pepsi. I do not like Diet Pepsi. You probably don't know this, but Emory was Coke University because uh, yeah, Coca-Cola yeah. Yeah, gave us lots and lots of yeah. scholarship money, yeah, et cetera, endowments. Down. Yeah. Beach or mountains? Beach. Beach. Yeah. yeah. You like to hike, though. 
I love to hike, but if I'm not near water, I I almost get antsy. Yeah. Dog or cat? Okay. I have to have a complicated answer. (laughs) You won't be the first. It it depends on the dog or the cat. (laughs) Well, how does that work? You you adopt them and send them back (laughs) if they don't fit? No, I wouldn't do that. I don't have a dog. I've only owned owned i've only owned one dog and it, she was a very sweet golden retriever but to like, me wait 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 your entire life um mm-hmm. wow yeah. yeah so i'm more comfortable with cats but yeah. cats like to take care of themselves yeah. yeah and dogs are a little more work so yes, they are i just feel like it's dogs are wonderful and i love them but i'm so happy to have everybody else have a dog so yeah. i can play with their yeah, dogs exactly. it's kind of like grandchildren and then send them yeah, back home send them home yeah yeah i'm working on that so you can find dawn uh at cottage row counseling or your website which is dawnparchapelpa.com or you can go to teresafranconsulting.com and all of her information will be a click away so either way Anything else, Mr. Smith, no, for the is, good? Well, I got a few questions for the therapist, but we'll wait till the show. <laughs> Keep the microphone on, Bobby. We may use those later. All right. That was very nice so, to meet you. Nice great, to yeah. you. great information. So, as always, we'll end the show with my grandfather always telling us to take time to stop and smell the roses. And we'll be back next week. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs>